0: Oh, hi, Todd. Welcome to the show. <laughs> um, what, what's happening here? We're we're doing a, an, an episode of the world's greatest action sports podcast, the Monday Mass. I'm in El Salvador. Where are you? Uh,
1: we're, this is the greatest average sports podcast. I'm in Copper Mountain, Colorado. I just got off the hill at Woodward. Oh, what? You're snowboard. still there? What?
0: I said you're still there. Yeah. Oh, sick. I just put a towel over my head and over my computer. So to everyone listening, we're doing this, for real, internationally. I'm in a hotel room in Surf City, El Salvador. Todd's on a mountain. This is, this is like the future. It's, it's happening in, in front of our eyes. I'm currently in the middle of a gear down. That's when you come off
1: the hill and you take the really ah, sweaty, wet clothes off.
0: Oh, that's my favorite part of snowboarding.
1: Sway wet clothes?
0: Taking those taking snowboard clothing off. Right. It's the it best. The best
1: part. So well, we couldn't you, like, so you're in El Salvador, you're there for the big
0: El Salvadorian surf meet. Dude, I'm on a work bender. Yeah, you went from Brazil to El Salvador. Yeah. When are you home? When do you come home? Like when do we when do we get to do the Podcast in person again, uh, like June nineteenth or something. <laughs> Never. I don't know. I live in El, Sa- I live in El Salvador now.
1: Do you? Um, have you converted all of your currency to Bitcoin? Isn't that Bitcoin land?
0: Yes, it's all Bitcoin no, that- here. You just take your phone, you pay for empanadas. It's great. Wow.
1: That's
0: um, fun. But there's just there's too much shit happening to not. Do a podcast about action sports when the action sports world is imploding and exploding onto itself.
1: I know my favorite part of this week um, is I get to I I get to say is cry free to a lot of people. You've been you it's
0: it's been a week of tears. Let's we'll, we'll get let's get there. Let's see if we can sort of do a normal show. Are we doing a sponsor blog? From distant corners of the world. Yes, this is the Monday Mass. Chris Cote and Todd Richards, May 30th. Um, It's currently, what is it, uh, 12... I don't know, it's like 12.30 down here in El Salvador. What time is it where you're at?
1: It's
0: 12.30 here. Oh, we're we're living in the same mountain. Uh, Yeah, this this is the Monday Mass, presented by Todd Machu Picchu.
1: Machu Picchu is an all-natural energy drink that doesn't have all that shitty sugar and stuff that gives you the diabetes. So you can feel uh, happy about ingesting Machu Picchu energy drink and its natural caffeine, and there's also that
0: uh, Yerba Mate that everyone really likes these days. There's a lot of uh, Yerba Mate drinkers around me right now. Machu Picchu, Hanson Surfboards at Hanson Surfboards. Uh, you know that's a surf shop. You can shop online. We got Rationale, the world's greatest non-alcoholic craft beer, which I don't have any here with me in El Salvador, and I wish I did because it really scratches the itch at the end of a long day. Beneath apparel, at Beneath Apparel, we're both wearing it right now. Did you wear it while snowboarding? I'm sure the best underwear.
1: Yeah, because you don't want your your you do you don't want that ugly, disgusting thing just like whipping around or you'll get long
0: nut no nobody likes a long nut or no. both of them Bubs naturals I brought a bunch of bubs naturals with me uh, so I could keep my daily collagen and MCT brain oil uh, physique and skin and hair growth and yeah you, you
1: gotta be you gotta be careful with that though dude because you'll get it confiscated
0: no nobody's confiscating anything of mine I brought I brought all my pure prescription vitamins. With me, I brought, I didn't, you know what I didn't bring, unfortunately, was my pedal electric bike, which would have been epic down here in El Salvador. Um, I didn't bring any Bachan's Japanese barbecue sauce, sadly. Did you?
1: No. Man. I travel late.
0: We're missing out. Uh, I, I, I am missing Panicking Coffee and Tea, even though I'm in the place where the coffee comes from, Rio and El Salvador. So you're gonna have to get one for me next time you're there, near there. All um, right. New greens? Shit. I just uh my homie Devin, who
1: owns New Greens, is currently on the top of Mammoth, sending sending pictures to us over a group chat.
0: Sending you, you, never,
1: you never get a picture from like one of your friends that looks like way too happy? Yeah. You know? because he's
0: ingesting like, new greens every day.
1: I know. It's just like you know. It's just you're suspiciously happy in the photo you
0: just sent me. <laughs> you're baked. Uh, diecutstickers.com and uh, wait wait new greens Die Cut stickers Panikin', botchons bubs petal beneath rationale hansen machu picchu that's it we did it we did an, ad, an international ad block. Um. So yeah, real quick, Todd. This is how I got here. I flew down to Rio three days ago. Uh, Worked at Red Bull Rio Conquest, which we'll talk about in skate news from there and here's how stupid I am I was like, oh Rio that's like probably pretty close to El Salvador. It's not It's still a 10-hour travel flight day from Rio to El Salvador I mean from what
1: I understand um, Like Brazil's not close to anything.
0: No, Brazil's close to Paraguay (laughs) If you need to go there Todd, Surf News is brought to you by Hanson Surfboards, and there has been a Cry Is Free shitstorm all around the world, Todd, everywhere. And you know, because I can't resist being a shit stirrer, all I've done
1: is go to certain websites that are already inflamed, and I simply ask the question, is Cry Still Free?
0: And it's free, right?
1: And I basically get, like, death threats.
0: Oh, thanks for doing that on behalf of Monday Mass. That's really nice.
1: Well, I feel like it's it's our job because, look, we have a bumper sticker that says Christ-free.
0: Damn it. I know. I only brought one. Are you serious? Um, So if you don't know what we're talking about, there was an event, the Surf Ranch Pro, and everything was going fine. People were surfing fine. The turns were fine. Everything was fine. And then we got to the quarterfinals where Gabriel Medina lost to Ethan Ewing and people there was that was when people started misting up they their eyes got watery they started to almost cry and then the finals happened where Griffin Colapinto got the win over Italo and i mean get like get your tissues get a towel to wipe up the tears of the world and it wasn't just the fans this time. It wasn't just Instagram and Twitter and YouTube and Pornhub. It was everything. It was the pros.
1: I, I, I just, I have to interject. Like, Get in here. Okay, this, it's so stupid. <laughs> it's just like, look, I, I, it's, like, it's like listening to my, my relatives uh, whine on about the Patriots. Like, it's like, okay, you you have your sports team and your sports team didn't win once. It doesn't mean that the entire system is fucking rigged against you. Like, get over it. It's It's a contest. It's like, no one's being, I don't know, it's just like this whole thing. Like, sometimes you win, sometimes you don't fucking win. Like, it's just the nature of a judged event. Just, like, get over it. Like, stop sending death threats to people and... Telling people when the WSL comes to Brazil, we're going to kill you. Like,
0: what the fuck? That's that's the thing, right? It's So, this is, you know, I think judges and referees and all that, like, they've been getting this shit for years. And that's fine. You can be mad at the refs. You can be mad at the judges. But what I think is really ignorant and stupid is when you're mad at the surfer because they got the decision from the judges. Like, don't be mad at Griffin. Don't be mad at Ethan Ewing, they did their job. That's what if you
1: if you want to make a real point, Chris, like if you're really in the camp where like it's this whole thing is a Brazilian conspiracy, the only real way to convey that to the public is to put flags on your truck and drive around with flags on your truck.
0: Flags, flags are the most triggering Item of cloth we have in the world right now. There's so many people triggered by so many different flags. You're exactly not, right.
1: Not my not my winner of the Pool pro.
0: Well, let's talk about what. Um, so Gabriel Medina came in with what I thought was a, a tempered, um, night. You know, like nicely written piece, and his take is a little bit different. His take is not crying racism or crying favoritism. He's saying, uh, the surfing community in Brazil is mesmerized with the poor quality and inconsistency of the judging. Blah, blah, blah. The judging is now rewarding. Simple surfing, seamless transition, a.k.a. good, stylish, smooth, flowy surfing over wild, critical, uh, radical sections, right? And I get that to a certain point. I get that, um, you know, if we want to see progression, we need, you know, they need to obviously be rewarded for doing flips and doing crazy tricks, but it has to look good. So Gabriel is basically saying it. Beautiful surfing should not score higher than, um, technical surfing. Right.
1: So like, and and it's kind of like that whole thing that we talked about in snowboarding. It's like style versus math, right? Like, there's obviously like a fine balance of are you doing the most technical trick and making it look good or are you just getting the job done to
0: put some numbers up on the board right and i mean that's the that's the problem and with with judged sports and
1: specifically surfing because surfing is all about style right and, like the whole sport is based on you know you can get a 10 for one turn so it's like the only reason you're getting a ten for one turn is like A, does it look good? And is it in a critical section? So like you could you could have someone doing three reverses on a wave, but if they're all kind of just like chop hoppy and I don't know, like they don't look flowy, they look forced for a score, like sorry, like if you're in the if you're in the in the view of like that's not that's not giving the wave, giving back to the wave what the wave is giving you. Like, it's it's just, I don't know. Like, I just see it as, like, surfing needs to be beautiful. You have this wave pool. And this is where the wave pool comes in because it is, like, it's kind of more like a skate park, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't think people would really argue the scoring so much if it was in the actual ocean because if you if you put together a bunch of turns the way that Griffin did in the ocean, obviously you're like pushing through sections that may or may not be made for turns like that. And it's like, you know, you're, you're, you're accelerating your ability. You're like overpowering the wave and just like, you know, yeah. flowing through it. But like, this is essentially like a mini ramp. So it goes like, are you in the, are you in the Tony Hawk? Um, you know, this is like old school comparison, are you a Tony Hawk fan or are you a Christian soy fan?
0: Yeah. And I think you it know, was arguably, you know, and it was magnified because it's in the, Surf Ranch Basin, which keeps some people... half the half the fans, let's say, are over anyway. And then you magnify that with the ability to have the same exact waves. And I've watched now all the replays, the side by sides, I've watched everything. In my opinion, there's no blatant ripoff. Both waves were so close. They're all all the turns were so similar, the speed all that stuff was so similar. So I I guess I mean, maybe I'll watch it more, but I didn't see anything crazy blatant. And the fact that the three people that have brought up the most, uh, you know, that are most vocal about this are all world champions. Brazilians have dominated men's professional surfing for the last decade. So if there's some conspiracy, whoever's doing it is doing it wrong because the Brazilians are winning.
1: Yeah, that's the part that's like whack. It's like, okay, well... That sucks. We'll move on to next week. But, like, what happens if a Brazilian wins next week? Then the judging's all back to normal? Like, it's... It's...
0: it's Stop. I like how Jao... Jao Chianca is very quiet right now. He's just like... He's in, he's, in, he's in, like, what? First or second spot. He's just like, I'm staying out of this. Yeah, I'm just gonna go win in El Salvador. it looks whiny, dude. It looks whiny. And
1: I'm sorry that, you know, the Brazilian fans of this podcast... I think there's probably three... Um, I'm sorry if it sounds like it's harsh, but it's like, it is like, it's just, first of all, it's just a contest. These dudes are like, are like living the most dreamy freaking life. No one's getting cut because of that, uh, result. And it's like, if, if you're like rallying a whole bunch of people together to like get pissed off and like, you're going to like hurt somebody over a, a score, Like, you're just missing the point. Yeah,
0: and I think we've seen now, like, Gabriel, Griff, everyone's posting photos with each other, like, high fives, hugs, handshakes. And I think one thing that, like, a lot of people have done a good job is saying, like, look, do not blame the surfers. Do not blame the competition. And, you know, like, this is nothing against any nationality. It's just, like, this, this kind of victim, you know, like, I'm the victim in this... And I think Glenn Micro Hall posted something really good about like, don't, you know, like everyone's acting as the victim where, you know, like, like you said, <laughs> their lives are very good. And you don't have to agree with the judges, but just the constant complaining by some surfers and mostly just by surf fans. hmm uh, the WSL actually just released a statement that's pretty interesting. This uh, WSL spoke unnamed WSL spokesperson said, "Surfing is an ever-evolving subjective sport. We appreciate a robust debate around the progression of our sport and the criteria used by the judge, the judges. However, it's unacceptable for any athlete to question the integrity of our judges, who are elite professionals." That makes me think. There could be some kind of repercussion, some kind of penalty for surfers who have outwardly complained Mm -hmm. about the judges. I I know the judges. Like, they're great. There shouldn't
1: be a penalty for speaking out. No. Like, let's just take, for example, like, look at the Olympics with Ayumu in snowboard. Like, he was blatantly ripped off to the point where, like, there, you know, same kind of deal. Like, there is obviously a scoring error here. And he went back up and he proved his point. And it just so happened that this went down on the last wave for Italo. He fell. He freaking fell. And he was like, he was trying. Like, he was going to go and prove that point like Ayumu did. He was going to back it up and
0: say, I'm not going to leave you guys with any doubt. Yeah, and And that's the point. That's the point. Don't leave it up to the judges. Don't leave it up to the referee. Kick their ass, you know? Kick your yeah. competition's ass. Don't make, like, do, be better. <laughs> surf better. Don't make it even. Like, kick yeah. their ass. That's the only yeah. way that's gonna work. So anyway, yeah. I mean, everyone in the surf world has been talking about this shit for like a week, so I wanna move on to something positive, and that is what's happening right now in El Salvador. This is, go- this is like a nice, refreshing, subtle change for surfing right now. All eyes have been on the WSL. Now let's get some eyes on the ISA. I just got here yesterday. Surf City El Salvador, the waves are pumping. There's two contest sites. La Bocana, which is like lowers on steroids, and El Sunzal, big sick long right hander.
1: That's the one that I saw someone post a video from that yesterday.
0: Um, Ellie Ellie Temperi I think posted some sick stuff. I mean everyone's posting.
1: Someone, like, like putting sections together that didn't look like someone should be able to do a turn as well. Like, you know, just, like, crumbly sections, but, like, really just wailing on it.
0: Really yeah. Awesome. Super rippable. So here's what we got. We got all the superstars coming down here. There's about 300 athletes representing 64 nations, which is a, a record. So any na- pretty much every nation you could think of, whether they buy by the ocean or not, is going to have a team here. And I think what makes this event different than, you know, WSL events or whatever is that the majority of the athletes, the surfers that are here are so thankful, excited. There's a lot of joy around the competition area because you've got hundreds of surfers representing places like, you know, Senegal, Afghanistan, uh, you know, Israel, everywhere, uh, that there's even a slight surf zine. And so they bring with them so much joy, which is super fun to watch. And this event is going to be the, one of one of the events where you've got four men and four women who will directly qualify for Paris 2024 through this World Surfing Games. Really so, cool. so the highest ranking eligible men and women from each of the four continents, Africa, Asia, Europe, Oceania will clinch their Olympic spots. This starts, shit, tomorrow. Just like that. <laughs> Today's the parade, tomorrow's the contest, Todd. And it's going to be pumping wow. the whole time. Are you
1: in the parade? Are you the, what's the guy with like the thing in the front?
0: Um, yeah, All I'm right, the guy with the thing. Parade the thing in the thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, we, what else is, oh uh, wait. Yeah, we got like uh, Gabriel, Jauchunka, Felipe Toledo, John John, Carissa, Kanoa. All the stars are here, Todd. It's going to be awesome. Um, what, else, what? I mean, I felt like there was so much surf news, but I think since so much of the surf news was just complaining, it's fine to move on past it.
1: Yeah. What? My uh, quit your bitching.
0: <laughs> Q Y B. Uh, yeah. So plenty of surf stuff for you to watch wherever you're at in the world. Um, the ISA World Surfing Games, you can go isasurf.org. Uh, I'll be staying down here after ISA Worlds is over and the WSL comes into town. And that's where we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty, Todd. There's only, what, two events left? El Salvador and – wait, El Salvador, J-Bay, and Tahiti. Three events.
1: you li- you're like, living in – you're going to be living
0: there. I live in Central and South America now. I didn't think – yeah. Yeah, so um, we're, we're going to try to do another show before the uh, El Salvador Surf City Pro starts. That's going to be a fun one. That wave is sick on its day.
1: Very
0: cool. Uh, am I talking like a commentator?
1: Uh, not yet.
0: Okay. All right. Skate, skate News is brought to you by Beneath Apparel. I, as you know, before I became Chris Surf Tay was Chris Skate Tay. <laughs> I'm going to delete that out. That was stupid. I was at Red Bull Rio Conquest. And can I just say thank you to Red Bull for or backing up a little bit? When I got here to El Salvador, I did get a diplomatic immunity like transfer from through customs, which was awesome.
1: I don't know what that means. That
0: I means somebody met me as I, right when I got off the plane, and they said I was a diplomat, getting the respect I deserve. And then I got a police escort... From the airport to my hotel. Wow. But Red Bull treated me so nice. They upgraded me on the flight. And I just felt, and I was sitting, oh, on my flight to Brazil. Guess who was two seats behind me? Totally, I don't know. Totally flirting with me. Kicking my oh. seat. Lana Del Rey. Really? And Zion Wright.
1: Wait, Lana Del Rey was on your flight? Did you actually, like, talk to Lana Del
0: Rey? Yeah. No, you did I said, have a good show.
1: Really? What did she say?
0: <laughs> she said she smiled and said thank you. She had like a little crew of friends with her. Super. She was super low-key, not like glamorous. She looked like a normal person. Yeah. Uh, but I knew it was her. And she was kind of just like with her little crew. And it was nice to see it. I, I would figure that she's like an A-list celebrity, but... Maybe she's kind of like somewhere in the B tier, but super cool.
1: Did she date – didn't she date Axl Rose?
0: Um, Did she? Yeah. No.
1: She did, dude.
0: She's so young.
1: I don't know. I don't know. In Hollywood – weird shit happens in Hollywood. I
0: told now. her to stop kicking my chair and stop flirting with me. Please, I'm married.
1: <laughs> she was like – she was one of those passengers on the airplane that just like – put their bare feet up against the back of your... Yeah,
0: I put my arm on my my armrest, and it touched her, like, toes. Raw toes.
1: And she has, like, super hairy feet.
0: She, like, scratched my arm with her toes. Uh, yeah. I went down to Rio for the Red Bull Rio Conquest, which was, you know, like... Red Bull just does events so, so well. Duh. So it was basically all the iconic marquee skate spots in Rio put together in on a skate park on the beach with sugar loaf as the backdrop which was also my nickname in high school
1: mm.
0: and you could see Christ Christ the Redeemer on the hill which I believe was your nickname
1: in high school? Yeah. What? <laughs>
0: Christ the Redeemer. You know that thing that thing on the hill? Yeah. Yeah it was right there. You could see all everything. Uh, there was rad people in the contest like Giovanni Viana, Yuri Faccini, Vittoria Mendoza, Mendoza So, a really cool field. They were ripping.
1: In spite of who won, what was the best thing you saw?
0: Um, I mean, Giovanni Viana and Yuri Faccini are like super sick street skaters, video park guys. So, you don't see them in contests that much. Um, The course itself was super fun. I was very proud to be part of the Queens of Commentary crew with the Alex White and Pippa Souza. Uh, it was quick man. I was there for three days and it was pretty much like hotel skate park rehearsal Hotel skate park contest. We had one day on the you know afternoon on the beach, but for the most part. It was just straight up hustle Which wow. was cool? Um, Brazilian national champ Gabriela Aguilar one and Netherlands ripper Roos Svetsloot one
1: That's yeah, on the Red Bull TV. You can um, watch it. You, but did you have you did you see the um the mini ramp babies championship in Japan?
0: That's what I was gonna say. There was so much skateboard you know, competition skate. happening in the last three days. That was crazy. These little Japanese kids, basically video game mini ramp skating, right?
1: Yeah, like seven years old. Seven years old doing the craziest high tech mini ramp skating you've ever seen. Yeah, it's unreal. It makes you feel super horrible about your skill set. Yeah, so, so maybe there, don't watch.
0: There was a big event in Japan that was part of it, where you had like Ashad and all those guys, and there was like a hundred thousand dollars paid out. Um, that was also a Red Bull event. Then you had a bowl, I think an Olympic qualifier bowl contest in Argentina. Mm-hmm. Pedro Barros, all the you know bowl wizards. And that bowl looked freaking crazy. And I saw side footage of Andy Max skating this crusty-ass bowl. He's so good.
1: No, Andy's crazy good. Jesus. Like, he's, his skill set for his A, I mean, not even for his age. it's just his skill set. The amount of tricks that he's comfortable doing and putting in a line is insane.
0: I'm glad he's kind of finally getting credit for like the legend that he is, seems like. Uh, also, Sky Brown in that contest. Sky Brown is just getting better and better. I think she won. I don't really... There was so much shit going on. Um, What else? Oh, I just read this. So we talked a little bit about Bill Weiss, Bob Boyle, Steve Douglas. They founded a DIY independent distribution company called Sidewalk Distribution. They're already cooking. They're already cooking it up, Todd. They've got Slappy Trucks, Jacuzzi Unlimited, and a new skate brand called Opera Skateboards that already has a stacked-ass team. Clay Kreiner, Jack Fardell, Sam Beckett, Trey Wood, Alex Perelson. thats their pro roster, which is pretty, pretty mean team to start your freaking company with.
1: Yeah, it's good, dude. They, I mean, that's that's rad, especially since all that shit happened with Dwindle, and everyone's finding their finding their footing.
0: That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So. What we did? Surf news. We did skate news. We're we're doing this internationally via satellite. Yeah, we're doing
1: it internationally. I'm okay. So, and snowboard news is brought to you by Bachan's Japanese barbecue. So. It is. Mm-mm. Can you get that in a?
0: Can you get Bachan's in El Salvador?
1: Mm. May, probably.
0: We're you can glad. get it at Target, right?
1: You can get it at every Target, every Walmart. You know what if I so support Target. A quick snow blast here. Because I actually have to run to what? go do a, a clinic here at Woodward. I'm at Woodward, at Copper Mountain right now. This cool. is the adult snowboard week here. It's uh, the Copper Mountain Glacier. It's basically they farm all this snow from all over Copper Mountain Snowboard Park in you know, like this really cool area where you go up in a bus or, or a truck. You can drive your truck up there, and then you snowboard all day with a magic carpet. And you do laps. And there's a ton of people here. There's like 150 campers. Everyone's over 18 for this adult camp.
0: Adults only. Um, Adult swim. Adults
1: only. Adult uh, swim. There's something for everybody. There's a quarter pipe. There's three jumps. There's all kinds of rails. It's just really, really, really fun snowboarding.
0: My my friend just called me. He's like, dude, get up here. Todd's putting on a freaking clinic. Literally. Sick. Sick.
1: Yeah, I I, was having a
0: good time. So it's slushy. Like, what's it? This is all gathered snow.
1: Slushy. I've been riding with Chad Otterstrom, which is cool because Chad makes you go up on the hill way before all the campers, so that you end up um, getting a whole bunch more runs in. Oh, he's still he's 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 very motivated. He still
0: likes he still likes snowboarding.
1: No, Chad is like he's the like so damn good still. Like he's gnarly, gnarly, gnarly good. And it's good because it pushes me to, like, pull my shit together and try shit that I haven't done. Like, I've done a bunch of tricks this week that I haven't done in 15 years. Like so, like,
0: it's, like what?
1: I don't know. Just stuff. i not going to name tricks. It's dumb. <laughs> but, um, but it's just, like, you know, I don't know. For me, like, there's, like, little hurdles that I have and I just, just shit that I haven't done. Like, I just haven't been comfortable enough on my snowboard based on, like, my new you know, role of being a sports commentator and all this other crap. I don't, I've never had time. And this year I just dedicated a bunch of time to hitting jumps. And so I just feel comfortable. I feel good. And I'm, I feel like I'm back to like where I was, you know, not like fully, but like, I'm, I don't know, I'm just comfortable. Again. So that's, that's great for me. But it's the big thing is, is like, it's the start of the summertime push and snowboarding. And it's crazy to be here at this like
0: camp and thinking about mammoth who still midwinter yeah still going but like all the summer camps start at
1: mount hood like next week and yeah dude it's like it's freaking on and but um woodward's got camps here all summer long um i don't know if you can still sign up i think a lot of them are sold out probably this is the time of year when i typically would just saw my snowboard in half (laughs) but but this year, I think I'm, I'm going to snowboard some more.
0: All right. Well, hey, before you go, we got a couple questions to get to answer, and they're good ones. Okay. Questions brought to you by, uh, by our, our friends at Rationale. Uh, yeah, at Rationale. Uh, we got one from Honalee Todd, would you have stayed at the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser yes. Hotel if it wasn't shutting down? And Chris, yes. who are some – I
1: wouldn't pay for it. You would,
0: you would stay there if you got for free?
1: Yeah, but like it's too expensive. That's why it shut down. It's not a consumer. It's not a consumer forwarding. Uh, not a consumer forwarded product.
0: Yeah, it costs too much money. Um, her question, uh, that question for me was: any female free runners I should be following? And yes, Hana Lee, There's a, a young lady out of Japan that is so good. Her, uh, they call her Nene, and I can't find her Instagram right now. But just search Nene Freerunner. And she's so sick. She's one of the best. Uh, we got a question from DJ DC Jones eighty seven. Hey Chris and Todd, other than the greatest action sports podcast about nothing, what are some of your go to podcasts or shows for road trips and long drives? Um, I mean, I go. I kind of been just like going with the classics. If there's guests that I like, like uh, Carrot Top on uh, Stevo. I liked. Uh, you know, Rogan. Like these are obvious ones, but I'm an audiobook guy. I'm listening to the new Don Winslow audiobook right now. Um that's that's epic.
1: So I'm a big fan of, of I listen to Smartless. I think
0: that, that podcast is really funny. Yeah. Um
1: and then I search keywords for podcasts. What do you mean? And that like you can go into you can go into the podcast settings if you go like on your phone where it has like a little podcast uh, icon, and you can search for words. So, like, for a while, remember I told you about that Haldron Collider um, Yes. Uh, podcast about that? So I would just search, like, weird keywords, like, like unexplained phenomenon, like, you know, just stuff that you can, like, stack, like, you can stack, like, 15 podcasts because there's just so much weird shit out there. That's, that's why I'm, like, I, a weird shit guy.
0: I am this many days old because i really before this trip i realized that you could download all your shit on youtube
1: mm.
0: so if you have youtube premium you can go and find all the podcasts and little shows and snippets and stuff you like oh uh the i listen to a lot of theo vaughn theo vaughn yeah, he's, crazy. he's the best quick. you know he's nine big, club very quick all that shit uh, what friends. else we got? Bad bad
1: friends podcast is really good, it's really funny.
0: Yeah, I listen to, like music, you know, song exploder. I mean whatever, all that all that there's there's a the lot for you out there. Danny Caputo says, uh, shit, did I miss it? I just wanted to say Italo Fahe ha ha The announcers kept saying it and I kept laughing. Italo faheha. So Todd, when you're doing an international event with a lot of different names from different places, do you ever lean into like the no. actual pronunciation? Like, how say no. say Italo's full name?
1: Italo Fajera.
0: Okay, so you don't go Italo Fajera. No, because I think it's weird.
1: My wife but always makes me. fun of like, me i would try, but it's almost like, um, what if you just announced people from other countries in their respective accents? <laughs> <laughs> Don't really be like pretty racist, right yeah, so like stop faking it, um,
0: yeah, you can listen, get close I get to go. Chris I gotta go um but I wish you the best in El Salvador. I wish everyone that's listening to this the
1: uh I don't know I can't believe you made it this far and i'll do I'll do one of these by myself next week okay? I can't believe it it's
0: calm. not butter whatever you don't get to do it All yourself right. I, I i i it's not fun, trust me
1: okay. Well, listen, i got
0: to go. Shame. So I'll see you later. Shame okay, on you. Shame on you, Todd. Bye. Shame. Shame. Bye. Well, that was it. That was... Uh, oh, we got one question. The World According to Dicks says... At The World According to Dicks. Since you're in Rio, have you gone on to WSO Insta and said, Shame? No. There's no shame in my game. Well, that was... Hopefully an interesting episode of the Monday Mass. We we did it. It's it's something. Here it is.